0: Awesome. He wanted, he church, wanted to eat not
1: the
2: church out of me. Try
0: take me. Nope. Take out of me. Oh, oh, Jesus
3: loves mic, me. this mic right here this is going down to my know, mic. Oh, okay.
1: For
4: the Bible, tells me so.
0: church out of me devil gonna try
5: and take me out of that church but you can't take the church out of me.
6: Morning, guys. Morning, guys. Uh, for the final banner Brothers, we decided to form a group. We're called Tim and the Tootles, because we're, we're from
1: table two. So why don't you guys all stand up with us? I know you haven't finished breakfast. You can save it for afterward, but we're going to stand up. And we're going to praise God for a little bit. We're going to thank him for all that he's done for us over the years, and we're going to just honor him and glorify him. Words are up on the screen. These first couple you should know pretty well. <laughs> Hello. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, Lord I, love I love to sing, sing your praises. praises i'm so glad you're in my life i'm so glad you came to save us you came from heaven to earth
6: to show the way from the earth to the cross my debt to pay from the cross to
1: the grave from the grave to the sky lord i lift your name Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. again. Do that again. You came from heaven to earth to show the way, from the earth to the cross, my death today, from
6: the cross to the grave, from the
1: Next one we're doing, we're going to do as the deer. Once again, you all should know the words, and and the word.
6: Which one? As the deer oh, I got I a Guy, 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 got
1: we got one more song. Now, the word, lyrics you should recognize, but you, how, how many here have heard of a remix? That's when you take two songs and mash them together. So we're going to put the words up on the screen, which you should know the lyrics, but we're going to try a different song. So take a listen, see if you recognize it, and keep up. <clears throat>
7: Okay, good morning. Good morning, guys. I want to welcome each and every one of you to Band of Brothers, our finale at the Fellowship Alliance Chapel's last meeting of Band of Brothers that started way back, way back, 16 years ago in 2006. So a couple things. Before we get started, I just want to remind us all of a couple of things that God has done. You know, we always talk about, I always say anyway, I was a big Motown guy, and I always say that God created all music, right? So, so, what happens is the writers just got a little confused and maybe made it about the girl or about their job or whatever, but all music is created by God. And so, as a little lesson today, I was thinking, you know, Band of Brothers... And this venue is splitting up. So we could be sad about it, or we can move on to a, the new ventures that the church has planted, or whatever, wherever God is leading you. So these guys aren't prophets, but they were like my favorite, and I thought, uh, I'm not gonna sing them, but there's two songs that The Temptations did. And we can take we can take one of two attitudes, right? I already embarrassed myself. So we can take one of two attitudes, okay? We can say, the sun is shining. There's plenty of light. A new day is dawning, sunny and bright. But after I've been crying all night, the sun is cold and the new day seems old. That's one attitude we can take. Or we can take, I got sunshine on a cloudy day when it's cold outside i got the month of may i guess you'd say what can make me feel this way it's my lord my lord all right so so which attitude are we going to take today and uh, and that and that's the thing because here's why This i saw this on the internet somewhere and it's Who we are in Christ, indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Here's why we got sunshine on a cloudy day, okay? Here's why. Because, you see, we are new creatures, 2 Corinthians 5.17. We are the righteousness of God, 2 Corinthians 5.21. We are liberated, Galatians 2.4. We are joined with all believers, Galatians 3.28. We are sons and heirs Galatians 4:7. We are justified and redeemed Romans 3:24. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heaven Ephesians 1:3. We are always led in his triumph 2 Corinthians 2:14. 2, we are equal members of his body Ephesians 5:30. Our hearts and minds are guarded by the peace of God Philippians 4:7. We have all our needs supplied Philippians 4:19 we are seated in heaven Ephesians 2:6 we have boldness and confident access to God Ephesians 3:12 we have wisdom, righteousness, sanctification and redemption 1 Corinthians 1:30. 1, we are created for good performance Ephesians 2:10 we have been brought near to God by Christ Ephesians 2:13. Our old self was killed and crucified, Romans 6.6. 6. We are free from the law of sin and death, Romans 8.2. We are accepted, Romans 15.7. We are sanctified, holy, set apart, 1 Corinthians 1.2. We are chosen, holy, and blameless before God, Ephesians 1.4. We are forgiven, Ephesians 1.7. We have attained an inheritance, Ephesians 1, 10, 11. We are sealed with the spirit Ephesians 1:13. We are alive formerly we were dead Ephesians 2:5. We are raised up with him Colossians 3:1. Our life is hidden with Christ in God Colossians 3:3 3, 3. and so many more promises. Can we give God a hand? Can we give him a round of applause? So, so often, I I need to teach myself this, because so often we get down, and we have everything we need if Christ is our Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. Okay, so in the normal open mic tradition of Band of Brothers, everyone that wants to speak, okay, just come on up here, all right? And what we do is, I ask you to hold it to maybe two minutes tops, because... Uh, maybe everybody would want to say something, and we're going to run out of time. The discussion time won't be there today unless you want to stay afterwards, but we can go right till close to 8 o'clock. But first, first of all, I want to thank Kevin Hamm. I want to thank Eric Davis. I want to thank Bill Perks, anyone, uh, Ed Letts, anyone that had anything to do with the food today. That was provided by the original members of Band of Brothers, so let's give them a round of applause. And I would like each one of those, if you were here for the very first Band of Brothers, or you were part of starting that, I would like each one of those to come up forward and give you your time to speak about what the Lord has laid on your heart today uh, for our our Band of Brothers finale. So you guys were the first. These guys here all are at the end. Okay. So uh, would you guys come on up, Kevin and Bill Perks? and Anything you guys want to say? Just keep it to two minutes.
8: All right, so my, my name's Eric Davis. When I look around, I see a lot of familiar faces. Um, just so you kind of know a little bit about my story is um, we we had the privilege of raising our family in, uh, in Medford. We lived in Deerbrook for almost 20 years. Uh, now my wife and I are the recipients of uh, three grandchildren. Our uh, oldest daughter lives in Marlton Lakes with her husband and their two kids. My middle son, uh, he lives up in, uh, Uh, Buffalo, New York with his wife and and their son and then our our number three uh, just finished uh, Grove City College and is looking to go uh, back to graduate school and uh, We felt it was time for a new chapter in our life. So five years ago we moved to Moorestown and uh, we downsized a little bit and uh, we started that new chapter and I think the one thing that I've always taken away from Band of Brothers that was really important to me you know, almost 20 years ago when, uh, when they started this is uh, the ability to be able to stand and speak your mind before men and to speak what you believe before men and not to be ashamed of God and not to be ashamed of the gospel and of the saving power of Jesus Christ. And this is a venue uh, where it's a safe place and you can practice that. And uh, you know that you're surrounded by people who are, are rooting you on and uh, I think that that's the one thing that Band of Brothers gave to me. It was a great gift. It was a place that I could put my, uh, my faith into action and I could stand before men and I could confess Christ. And that's an important thing to, uh, to practice so that uh, when you have the opportunity and you're not sub- surrounded by your Band of Brothers, you can still stand and profess Christ. So I just want to thank you for all that the group has given me. Uh, over the years, and uh, it's great memories that I have of uh, not only this group, um, but also this church and this community. And uh, I think as far as new beginnings and new chapters, uh, don't be afraid of them. If if this group um, and this Wednesday morning comes to an end, um, God will open doors for more groups, new guys to meet, and new places to stand and speak boldly about what you believe.
5: Um, So uh, I I have a a little white notebook here that has notes from Band of Brothers uh, agendas going back to when things first started. (laughs) So uh, I have some of Stan's uh, discussion points from 06. Um, So it's it's been a blessing and a long ride. I just wanted to, um, the two things that stand out to me uh, was the fact that my wife and I, when we started coming to this church, Um, I I had the privilege of being invited by a man named Ralph Hester to join Eric Davis in the log house on Wednesday mornings. uh, My wife and I were uh, volunteering for Sunday school and he just said hey, uh, so his son was in my class and some of us meet in the log house every Wednesday morning and he invited me. So that's one of the main points is just reaching out to other guys and taking the time to just reach out to someone um, whether it's you know someone's in a bad spot or whether you don't or just you know when the lord is leading you so i had made a note to myself then uh uh when when things changed and i wrote band of brothers started on uh 10 bob chafee and joe longo met with eric davis and i and they proposed a new format to meet in the chapel and bring prepare food Um, We wanted to make Wednesday mornings bigger than just three or four of us meeting in the log house. (laughs) Eric agreed to make breakfast at Slack's Hoagie Shack, if you guys remember that. So, uh, you know, I have a fun picture of making fruit, Uh, and so the other part that that strikes me too is, uh, and if Ed was here, I know that Ed would would be talking about service, and so um, one of the things that I think has just been incredibly beneficial has been the way um, Eric and let started by making breakfast for everyone and then handing that off to us. Uh, you know, I see Jesse nodding. I was just uh, joking with George. Um, you know, John, we've made breakfast for many, many years. So, uh, you know, the service that you put into it, and same with you, Fred, and uh, the, the, um, uh, the lasting friendships that you make while cutting fruit or making eggs or pancakes is just phenomenal. So, um, uh-huh. So anyway, thank you guys. Um, it's, been, it's been an incredible blessing and um, it's been great to get to know every one of you. Thank you. Little did we know that Bill Perks has
0: been the uh, scribe and the chronicler for Band of Brothers all these years. <laughs> um, guys, this is bittersweet, you know, uh, I think for a lot of us. Um, the four of us met a couple of weeks ago for the first time maybe in, in several years and it was like we didn't even miss a beat. You know, we, we, we've gone through battles together. You know, <clears throat> we've gone through good times. We've supported each other through uh, you know, difficulties in marriages, raising kids, financial struggles. We've all been, been through that. Um, you know, this, is, this isn't the end of it. It's, it's just going on to the next step. I've had you know some conversations as as a few of us had about you know the the history of the band of brothers with Pastor Seth and I think he does understand the legacy here that we all started years ago and he said something to me a, a couple weeks ago. He said it is upon the backs of the Band of Brothers that the men's ministry at FAC will move forward. And I think he, he really believes that. So if if you all are still have a heart for discipling men. Continue to do that. Jump in right now into Thursday nights. Use our experiences and, and, and leadership to help others get to this point, right? Just as these guys did in the log cabin, we're now the legacy of those that are starting out, you know, ending the, this, this, this season of Band of Brothers to create a new season of Band of Brothers. You know, I was looking for something compelling to say, and I went back to the... Uh, the uh, the miniseries, which which is kind of what this was, was built on right back in 2001, the, the HBO miniseries. And I found out something that actually that miniseries was based on a Shakespeare play, Henry V in the 1600s. So you learn something every day when you do a little bit of research. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers is one of the well-known lines from the rousing St. Crispin's Day speech given by King Henry and Shakespeare's Henry V. Henry was exhorting his men to greater valor and toward a famous victory against the French at the Battle of Angicourt. The fact that they were outnumbered by the French should not concern them and would only serve to strengthen their brotherhood and reputation in the future. So it's upon those words that I exhort us all to continue to move forward, you know we, we are outnumbered, right, by the world. We are outnumbered by the uh, the the, uh, the spiritual battles that go on. We've gone through so many battles. Some at this table, others at other tables that I've had the pleasure of serving with. Let's continue to lock arms in brotherhood, men, and uh, and fight on and 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 grow this kingdom for uh, for His glory. Thank you.
7: Great job, and we thank you guys uh, for the start that we ha- we all had here at Band of Brothers. Uh, anyone else that? Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Ed, Ed Letts also was contributed to this. I think I said that we're talking about the food, but Ed Letts couldn't be here today, so uh, uh, he's a, he's another one of the original guys, and we're very very thankful that God brought that group together, and it's continued to today, July 27th, 2022. Okay, so. Uh, You guys can come on up if you have anything to say with God's leading on your heart. This is your time. It's open mic. So uh, we got Armand. Come on, Armand.
4: Good morning, everybody. Uh, My name is Armand, and uh, I guess I've been coming here for about 25 years. I'm looking around the room. I have a lot of brothers out there, and... uh, Carl waving his hand. Triple tongue Carl, he plays the trombone. I am a former entertainer musician. I was at Caesars Casino in Atlantic City, and I was up on that stage for about eight years in a worship band, and it was the hottest worship band that ever performed up there because it had all brass. We had trumpet, trombone, and uh, saxophones, and it was really exciting. In fact, it was so good that people came in, they got hooked when they heard the music. And then of course, when Marty gave a sermon, that was the icing on the cake. And Marty uh, was so so dynamic. So I'm here with some brothers I'm looking at. We went to, I forget what year it was. Uh, uh, Mike, you might remind me. We went to uh, North Dakota to an Indian reservation called Rosebud. And it was our job to put in a bathroom, a kitchen, and sleeping quarters in the basement of a church. But we didn't go out with any tools, and they didn't give us hardly any tools. It was a mess. We started arguing between ourselves. We got so frustrated. I was in charge, I owned All Seasons Pool and Spa, and I knew a lot about electrical and uh, so I, I was in charge of the electrical, and I bought what I could from the hardware store. Uh, they didn't have the right socket. So I put in what I had, and the guys are saying, you did a sloppy job. I said, that's I, what I was given to work with, guys. And uh, it was so exciting, though. I mean, at the end of the whole thing, we prayed. And and uh, I, uh, Mike, I understand that that church Uh, The pastor left and moved to Nebraska. But uh, Tim Verbit would know. Tim was in charge of this whole thing. Tim has a tremendous heart for the Indian population. And uh, he is proactive. And he's the one that set this all up. And uh, there was six of us. And I look back, and it it was unbelievable. John John was on the floor trying to... the uh, the sewer pipe was covered with concrete underneath the floor. Who were you sitting on the floor with, John, at that time? Who was helping you chisel that out, you remember? Anyhow, they were there for about four or five hours just working on one pipe. Man, we got into each other's heads. But it was the greatest experience in the whole world. And uh, uh, I just uh, uh, wanna thank you. But uh, I'm gonna leave you, if you don't mind, Mike, with a joke. It's a clean joke for the family. This, uh, this guy's my age. I turned 83 on Saturday, and um, six grandchildren, no, seven now. My son gave me a grandchild on uh, Friday, and uh, six great-grandchildren. And uh, this guy's 83, goes to the doctor, says, you know, doc, I get up frequently to go to the bathroom at my age, but every time I go in the bathroom, the light is coming on. So the doctor said, would you repeat that? He says, yeah, I'm 83 years old, I get up frequently to go to the bathroom at my age, and every time I go in the bathroom, the light is coming on. So uh, the doctor said, will you excuse me? He goes in his office, calls his wife, and he says, listen, I hate to tell you this, but your husband's got dementia. What do you mean he's got dementia? Well, he tells me at his age, he's getting up frequently to go to the bathroom, and every time he goes in, the light comes on, and there's a pause, she said, that son of a gun's peeing in the refrigerator again.
6: Morning, gentlemen. Uh, my name is John. I think you you know my name. But uh, unlike Bill, I don't remember when I first came here. I don't know the year. But I have a lot of memories on the effect that Band of Brothers has had not only in my life but in the lives of others. I do know that when I first came here, I was struggling terribly uh, in my marriage, in my anger towards the Lord. Um, I could not come to terms with the suicide of my brother. And I, I was lost through Band of Brothers, You have gotten me through some horrible times uh, in my family. You have seen me through a healing of my marriage. Unbelievable prayers being answered in my family, especially with my daughters. And I've seen growth in men that Quite frankly, I thought they were a lost cause. And we've prayed, we've laughed, and even greater, I've been rebuked of my own attitude. And that's and that's a humbling thing to come across. And but throughout it all, there's always a an ability to be open and honest. You felt safe here. You could say things, things that you would never say to any other man out in the world. So it's through this ministry. I don't believe this ministry is over by a long stretch. May not be here, but it's going to continue. And if it's not in a building, it's continuing here. So men, as you go out, think about other men who are just as lost as I was. Bring them closer to Christ. And um, that's Band of Brothers. Thanks, guys.
9: Stand easy. I'll be- Stand easy, I'll be in the area. Good morning. You know, as I think about how much has happened, how much, how, how much has happened, how much we all have grown. I can remember the days of the log house with Eric and uh, Bill and uh, Pete Martinez and oh, a host of others. And uh, I went through a rough transition. Because I grew up in because I grew up in a family where the mother was the head of the household, and uh, I didn't do the things that men usually do, like play baseball. Well, I tried, uh, or uh, went hunting. My father took me out once, and my mother to- my mother told her told him that he if she did, he did it again, she was going to shoot him with his own her own with his own gun. So uh, so. It was a difficult thing to be to, to, to grow up as a man in my household. And it was here that I learned what a man was supposed to be and how a man takes his take, takes takes leadership and, and, and mixes it with the love of God. And uh, I've learned I've learned how to, I've learned how to love. I usually keep pretty much to myself, except when I tell some awkward joke. But uh, but the joke, but, 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 but it's a reflection. It's a reflection of, of what God has brought me through. And um, I want to thank each and... Oh, God. I'm using a Mike Lindell line. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for the way that you guys have touched my life by the power of God's Holy Spirit. Thank you.
7: Well, uh, that was some story, but I had to think when you said that your mother told your father uh, that if he ever took you hunting again, she was going to shoot him with his own gun. He must have been terrified every time she called him deer. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) next. I mean, they just came to me, I don't know. Next. <laughs> anybody else? Silence is actually good, right? We can think about what the Lord has done. Anybody else want to come up and see what
3: God... Okay.
7: Please say your name when you come up, too, so everybody can know me.
3: My name is Mark Walton. I go to Easton Bible. I'm a deacon over there, and uh, I guess it's been about... Four years that I've been coming and and over there at table two with Jesse and the boys and I'm grateful for Band of Brothers I'm grateful for the open door and uh, uh, your open hearts that has uh, welcomed me as as well as many others Uh, it was last Wednesday that uh, Tim Hunter came up with the idea why don't we lead some singing make some music so we actually only didn't get together until about 12 hours ago (laughs) as as a full group but I'm glad it was really really filling and fulfilling to hear you men lift your voices and sing the praises of God it's different when men sing there's power there as a band of brothers so whatever form band of brothers takes Let's uh, continue in heart and, uh, and continue to be in the group if there's going to be some other meeting in some other place. And I hope there is. Hope and pray that there is. Thank you, man.
10: So, um... I mean, I, I shared my testimony uh, a couple of years ago, um, and, and a lot of you guys kind of know where I was many years ago, um, just coming to the church, sitting in the back row, and, um, you know, as soon as the service was over, right out, right out the door. And um, I mean, I, I, I've been a Christian most of my life. You know, I came to know Christ when I was five, and I grew up in a Christian family. Uh, I, I've been to church. I feel comfortable in the church, you know? and um but you know it's there were some things in my own that i was uh dealing with but also dealing with my uh uh, wife's anxieties and we just kind of played against each other um because as soon as the service was over you know she just wanted to get out of here and um i just didn't feel there was a problem with that and uh you you know the, the thing is is uh it's it's relationships, you know, it starts with your relationship with Christ. Um, but when, it, you know, you come to church to worship with uh, with others, and it's the relationship with the church, with the people in the church. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've actually been coming to this church for about 22 years now. Um, but, you know, I started out coming to a, a singles group, and that's also where I w- met my wife. And um, I... You know, I had a friend of mine that I saw how, you know, he, he only a few years before that was just in a worse situation uh, before he came to know Christ. And then his whole life changed around and he was involved. He was actually running the computer and the the, the words on the screen in, in this room. And, um, uh, you know, I kind of saw that and I, I was just like, wow, he, he's involved. And that would be neat if I could get involved in a church, but I still sat in that back row and um and just you know i don't, I don't know but uh there just came a point i had to make a decision that i wasn't just going to sit in the back row anymore and i started making some steps and um yeah you know, I, I just knew i was always lacking those relationships in the church to really know who who's who and so on um and uh you know when i started making some steps some of those steps uh, led to here, to Banner Brothers. And believe it or not, Banner Brothers was key, was like a, a core to developing a lot of those relationships and getting me to move from out of that back seat into being involved in the church. And I, I can't see myself any other way, you know? And so, yeah, that's, it's, it's great to have a ministry like this to um, develop those relationships. And um, it's been awesome. And um, I can only encourage you guys. Like you know, start with the, your relationship with Christ, but you also develop those relationships with your brothers and sisters in Christ too.
7: <laughs> Joshua Harris and Shiloh. And the many others that served before them, couldn't have done it. Shiloh's been leading this team now with the AV team for a number of years, and I'd like to give him a special round of applause. <laughs> Joshua Harris uh, came on board uh, when we other guys had left and went on to other things and um, picked it up so tremendously. I'm so proud of the way he uh, just got in there and uh, took on everything that Shiloh taught him. And there have been times where he actually did it alone. And good job, Joshua. Thank you so much. Okay, who is the next person that would like to speak their heart, please? I no, this man's a tough guy. I, I always know who to call when I need somebody to get after somebody. Here he comes.
11: Yeah, yeah, don't be shy now. Be shy. No, I won't be shy. I'm never shy. You know, um, I was just thinking while you were talking to everybody, you guys were reminiscing going back in time. I think I came here somewhere around 208, 209. I'd, I was actually one of the original guys with Marty back in, back in the 1980, 84, 85, I think 85 was when I first started coming to the chapel. We were in the chapel then, we were in the school, and then we were building the chapel. And Marty's always been my mentor, He'd always been a mentor, and you're talking about change here. Well, after 40 years, Marty's gone. My wife and I, my wife's going through a very difficult time right now, and she says, you know, I, I really want to talk to Marty and, and, and Lori. I said, no, honey, you want to talk to Seth or Glenn Cantner. That's who you want to go to our church. You know, that's who you're going to talk to now. And I understand where she's coming from. And I can, so many different people have been involved in de- developing my life over the years, and through Band the Brothers was very big. Uh, I remember Ken Walker, Bob Bob and I. Ken Walker, great man, sat at that table. I sat at that not table nine since I started coming here in 208. And uh, what a great leader! He's gone, but he's never gone because his spirit lives. See, the Bible says we are one in the spirit. We're one in the spirit with God. Everyone in this room, even if you want to be or not, you are. You know, and He loves you. But He says sometimes growth takes change. You got to change. You got you don't complain about the change. I mean. It, it, I'm a football coach. <laughs> I used to play single wing. Now they're running around throwing the ball 50 times a game. I, you know, it's a crazy game. But it's, some people say I made it more exciting. It didn't to me. I am still like to love run the ball. You know, it, it's, but it was good. But that's at the same time here. God says, just because you're 80 doesn't mean that you're done. Just because you're 70 doesn't mean that you're you're too tired to do anything. No, you should be fired up. It should be exciting. God never loses your passion. You'll never lose your passion for God. That never changes. When you have a passion for God, it doesn't matter. I mean, I live on a basis that Moses didn't start till his eighty, so I got a long time to go yet. So, you know, it's 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 exciting to know that. So seeing Band of Brothers hurts here. You know? And sometimes I wonder about why here. But it's never going to expect my Holy Spirit and the spirit of continuing to press on. Press on. Press on. There's always going to be a wrench thrown into it. You know that. No matter what you do, it's only going to throw a wrench into it. You know, we're in a, we're in a culture right now that's, that's really coming after the Christian faith. They're quiet Because they knocked everything else down. Now let's come after the Christians. You know, throw us to the lions. However, you know, what they forget is we live with the Lion of Judah. And that's the greatest Lion of them all. So we have no fear. You know, and, and, and some people understand this, man. Some of you guys are saying, well, what do I have now? I depended so much on a band of brothers. You can't imagine your prayers and what you've done in my lifetime since I've been here and how things have changed. I mean, I literally died. Went to heaven and came back. And that's for your prayers. I believe that with all my heart. I believe men were praying for me. I know women want too, but I'm talking about men. God works through this world, through Christianity, through us as men. That's not a proud thing. That's a fact. We are the men. We're supposed to be ahead of our family. We're supposed to be ahead of our, of, of our church. We're supposed to be leaders in our church. The church isn't this building. Help build this building. Help build that building. It's not church. your church. And the church lives in here. The church lives in your heart, and that never changes. Don't ever allow that to change. And we may spread and move away, or maybe come back, or meet once in a while. It doesn't matter. The spirit of it will never die. Never, ever die. And when you have that spirit, that spirit leads you to reach out to other men. You know, people say, well, I'm not sure I can do that. Well, Second Timothy, one seven, it says very clear: Do not fear. God is not a spirit of fear, but a God of a power, love, and self-control. That's what you have. That's within. That's what the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus sent us the Holy Spirit, and we're supposed to be filled of it. That will never change. The Holy Spirit never changes. He's in. He's going to lead you to eternity. He's going to take us there as long as we're disciplined, as long as we stay with what we're supposed to be doing. It doesn't matter. If you have the Holy Spirit living within you, you are guaranteed stamped, stamped. He has stamped you with the blood of Jesus. So, men, we may be dispersed from these tables, but you're not dispersed from spreading God's word. That's your responsibility to the last breath you take. So take it, take this change, and say, you know what, Lord, you can't grow without change. So okay, I'm going to continue to grow. No matter how old you get, no matter how many people are around, if it's just one person. God has given you know, I was praying that, you know, I'm giving up coaching this year. I have to do that to help my wife. And it's the first time in 62 years I won't be on a field. But God's given me a 19-year-old young man to mentor. He says, mentor him. That'll be your player for the year. 100 to 1 still important to God. God bless you, man.
7: Thank you, Jim, as always, for those wise words. Thank you so much. Right. And don't let me do like the Army and start calling volunteers out. There you go, he just volunteered. Another Michael. How
2: do you follow that? How do you follow that? I can't. I don't attempt to follow that, but uh, but I know when I gave my testimony, um, I, I I say that I have two lives. I had a life without Christ, and I have a blessed life since I've known Christ. And um, the one thing I do have, a, I think I have a passion for now, and I know there's such a need is uh, mentoring, especially the younger generation. Um, I know my wife and I are very passionate about marriage coaching, and I'm so glad we got into that. I'm so glad I have her as a partner. And if there's one thing I can encourage you guys to do if if at all possible our marriage has gotten stronger so much stronger because I do a ministry with my wife and that's been wonderful but uh, the one thing I think we as men especially us as, as we get older and I'm in that category is we've had a lifetime of experience we've learned through our mistakes and For a period of time I didn't have guidance when I was younger I didn't have a lot of guidance I didn't have a lot of somebody pointing me in the right direction so I made some mistakes and I had to learn the hard way and um, I think that when I look around I see a lot of leaders and I see a lot of men with a lot of wisdom but that wisdom doesn't do us any good if we're holding it in we need to share it with others so I just pray that whether or not it be Thursday night, you guys come out because there's a lot of, having come out to the Thursday nights for a number of times in the spring, there's a number of young men, there's a number of people that are impressionable, that are lost, that need guidance and direction. Well, you guys got the wisdom that you can speak into their lives and you can supply them with something that money can't buy. You know? So I hope you consider that as a possibility, as a possible option. So anyway, I just want to leave you with the fact that Band of Brothers, I've been coming out probably since 2009 maybe. And, um, and it's had such an impact on me. And I've learned so much and I've grown so much. And uh, I'm just thankful for Band of Brothers. And it shouldn't end with this week. It can happen in a variety of other ways. So you just have to be creative and be open, like Coach said, for change. So I just pray that somehow, maybe many of these godly men in here with a lot of wisdom can somehow get together again, maybe just in another venue. So thank you.
7: All right, Jesse. Don't hijack it. Wait a minute, I told Jesse he was never going to be able to speak at the mic anymore.
1: I'm not kidnapping this one. Um, Most of you guys know my my testimony. Um, For most of my life, I called myself a Christian. And, you know, for many years, but the problem was I had no problem calling Jesus my Savior. I had no problem him saving me, but I really had a problem calling him Lord. And for many years, I called myself Christian. I went to church, paid my tithing, stuff like that. Then I started coming here. I actually started off with Coach's Table, Coach, Ken Walker, Bob Novell, and they started mentoring me. They started teaching me what it was to really be a godly Christian man. It was under those guys right there. And then I'd say a year or so later, Michael asked me to take lead of Table 2 And I started leading those guys. And they really became a band of brothers. And so I'm gonna ask you, what does it mean to be a band of brothers? Is it coming here? Is it having some food together? Having a little discussion and then going home? Is that being a band of brother? Band of brothers is opening up to each other, to give each other you are, my brother, I am here to support you, you're here to support me. But it's even more than that. We are a band of brothers under God. We have the military band of brothers. We have, where's Bill? We have Henry V and his quote for band of brothers. Those are all good and fine. But because we are under Jesus Christ, you are my brother. I love you guys, and even though this may disperse, this this is the last meeting, I'm gonna say to you guys, do not let this end. Look at each man at your table, look each man around the room. These are your band of brothers. They are your brothers, and has been said many times, there is a whole church full of men over there that need a brother to come up to them and tell them what needs to be a man of God. So don't just be a band of brothers here. Take up the calling. Become a band of brothers. If we have 30, 40 guys here, there's another 700 over there that need it just as bad as I did when I started
7: coming here. Thanks. More good advice. Okay, we're going to have a couple more. It's so good today to see some faces I haven't seen in a while. Anyone else? All right, um, for all the guys that have served the table leaders, or some here now today that haven't been here for a while, I wanna thank you. Um, couldn't have done it without you. Our time here was special. All the leaders meetings we had where you guys actually fed me, even though I may have been conducting the meeting. But I wanna thank Everyone, these guys here that got together in that log cabin, whoever knew that this would go on and on for almost, going on close to 20 years anyway. And um, I don't know if he sees, we don't know anything about that from heaven, but I also want to honor Bob Chafee's memory. Special, special person to organize, um, to name it, and any other function that he had in that, and look, it's going on now into 2022. Um, Also, I couldn't leave here today without thanking Eric Rebstock, okay? Eric Rebstock came in here as the men's ministry leader in 2007, Got involved a band of brothers, as you know, for all of us that have been coming here for a long time. He spoke almost every week before the format changed. I'd like to thank and honor Eric Rebstock. And you know, it's just crazy. It's it's really it's really crazy that I got to stand up here for ten full seasons. And look at you guys every single week, and what an honor! And it started out so humbly uh, by um, Eric Rebstock. Uh, just completed. They used to call it boot camp. It changed names so many times, as Trump would say. Said it changed names more than the coronavirus. But the. But it was the, I remember it being boot camp for a while it was men's discipleship classes. Then it became Catalyst Men's Group, and then it became C33. But it was still the same situation. And it's, having gone through that for like three years, uh, three and a half actually, because they added another course while we were doing it. But afterwards, Eric, on three occasions, asked me to be a leader of the... Um, of the, of the boot camp, or at that time, a men's catalyst group, um, to be a, a, a three-year commitment. And I said, I don't really feel that in my heart. So the second time he called me, same answer I gave him. I said, I'll pray about it, Eric, but I'm not feeling that that I want to do that. And then I got a call one day. So I want to meet you at Prospectors for lunch. He said, um, because I'm not giving up. So we had lunch. And meanwhile, I have been praying about it. I have been coming here for like... Two years and I'd been a table leader actually and I said, you know what Eric, I'm going to tell you again I'm not I don't feel that I said, but one thing I do feel I'd like to get a little more involved in band of brothers and he looks at me and he said "Uh, uh, Great, I'll turn the whole thing over to you. I said, why? Wait a minute. So I said, let's pray about this and he said I said let me let me go home We'll both pray about this. I said so he said Michael I really don't have to pray about that, and with literally with tears rolling down his eyes, this is how God works. He said, "For 18 months, I've been praying that someone would say those words that you said." Because he said, "I'm so overwhelmed with my duties that I have, and and I and I don't ever want that to be neglected." And for 10 years, God through Eric Rebstock has given me the joy the joy of learning from each and every one of you guys and being lifted up every single wednesday and knowing i got guys in here like jim horn or like stan schrader like all of you guys that that mentor me that i could go to for godly advice and as we leave here today you're still going to hopefully the lord's willing this band of brothers we're we're not our relationships are never gonna dissolve. Every time I think of you, I'm gonna think of Band of Brothers. And you know, I still wanna keep in touch with each and every one of you, okay? Because I need this also. So uh, I wanna thank all of you guys for touching my heart for all these years. And, and I just um, I just can't tell you, I, I feel eternally grateful to come, be able to come up here each and every week and see your smiling, Handsome faces, and they're handsome because you glow with the light of the Lord Jesus Christ in my life. Somebody that was going to be a nobody. Somebody that never felt loved. and Somebody that never thought that I could serve a living God. And, and somebody that came to church and, and, and then left every week as soon as it was over. Uh, just wondering where I could fit in with godly people of which I wasn't. And then to be able to be up here all these years and to talk to you and to hear from you and to hear your messages, it's just give me a joy. And last year, to get the letters that you gave me, I will never part with them for my entire life. As we break up, I'm going to close in prayer but I just wanted to thank each and every one of you for what you've met in my life, and God bless you. (sighs) Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, you hear my words, Lord, and I thank you so much for each and every man that's ever walked through that door at Band of Brothers. And Lord, I just, I just, can't even find the words to express my gratitude for you putting me in this position. Lord, I pray for each and every man and and each and every man's family as we leave here today. I pray that you protect each and every one of us, Lord, that you protect our souls, Lord, that you protect us, and that you just have us be a light in the world. Have us represent properly your son, Jesus Christ. Let us be his hands and feet in this dark and dying world. As we leave this venue today, Lord, let us not forget all the things that you taught us through here. And let us actually put them to use in each of our lives, Lord. And no matter what, as Coach said, as so many others have said, no matter what, don't fall through the cracks don't have any person in here let them get connected lord let them continue the legacy that was built here that started so many years ago and has continued to today and in your in your miraculous will lord can continue again maybe in another venue but lord i pray that each and every man here today walks out of here changed because they got closer to your son, Jesus Christ. And if it came through this venue, Lord, we, all the men here are so grateful to you. You are such a great God. But I wanna thank you most of all for your son, Jesus Christ, that you sent to pay the debt of the sin of the world. And that all we have to do is accept him as our Lord and Savior and we can spend eternity with you In heaven. And I thank you so much, Father. And I pray these things and I pray these blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, men. And I won't say goodbye, but thank you. God bless each and every one of you.
5: In my weakness I am strong But it's your love that brings me home